Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that every single day, and especially on Thursdays where we have an expanded audience into the Jackson and the Mississippi Delta, we celebrate the people who are working so hard in the trenches to make Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. And from the Citizens Bank studio, so thrilled to have them as a major sponsor. Uh, Citizens Bank is doing some great work across the state and certainly down in coastal Mississippi where I live. Um, The Citizens Bank studio thrilled to have them. Got a couple of uh, quotes to share today, and uh, then we have a very special guest that 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 I, I look forward to uh, having a conversation with. Uh, first one is uh, actually posted by my friend Donna Cantrell. She works for Delta Airlines, and she posted this. Forget yesterday. It has already forgotten you. Don't worry about tomorrow. It hasn't even come. Take care of the present. Make the most of today before it becomes tomorrow. Once again, this theme on my show, to live in the moment, we should do that more often. People worry too much about what happened yesterday and what's going to happen tomorrow, and they don't, as a result of that, spend enough time kind of enjoying the moment. And, uh, you know, that's a constant theme on this show. Here's one I wanted to read again. I actually shared this on Super Talk Outdoors on Monday, but it applies well to my next guest it applies well to many of the mayors that are that are working across this great state uh, but here it is. It's, it's from Muhammad Ali, and he said this: "Service to others is the rent you pay for the for your your room here on earth." Let me say it again: Service to others, the rent you pay for your room here on earth. I, th- I totally agree with that one. That's for sure. And I I can tell you, somebody who lives in the moment, he thinks about tomorrow, and he should think about tomorrow. And uh, he certainly believes that service to others is the reason he's on earth. And that is my friend, Fofo Gillich, the mayor of the city of Biloxi. How you doing, Fofo? Welcome back to my show. Thank you. Those are very, very strong statements. And I know Donna very well. And I had the opportunity to meet Muhammad a couple of times. So, so uh, yeah, no, you, you're right. You got to go forward. You remember the past and respect with, with things. You, but you got to go forward. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's here every, every moment. It's got 24 hours, you know, in, in a day. And, and it, it's going to go. Don is a terrific, uh, a terrific person. Uh, of course, we know her her son Cree Cantrell really well. He's been on the show before to talk about his entrepreneurial efforts. Uh, Don, I remember well. Once we were Ann and I were headed to Croatia. For a matter of fact, mm-hmm. we got to the airport. the 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 flight was delayed. And she rerouted us. I don't know how she did it, but we ended up in Amsterdam about the time we needed to get there in order to make our connection to to, uh, to split. But it was a long, long, long travel as a result. But she made it work for us. But she she works some magic for us. She sure does. She sure does. She's a great person. You agree? And yeah, like I said, just great family and great you know Biloxi and kind of tradition. We just get it done. 
So I'm, I'm excited to have you on this particular uh, show today in that it's, it's expanded out into the Delta market, into the, into the Jackson market. We're going to get an update about what's going on in your world for sure. But I thought it really a good place to, to start is, you know, we, we can talk about the rich history and the culture and the tourism and the economic opportunities that exist, the military presence, the natural beauty and outdoor recreation, all those things apply. As we think about Biloxi, it's important to the region, this region, uh, coastal Mississippi region of, of Mississippi, but really it's important to the state of Mississippi. Uh, Biloxi has a very, very important role, not just from a tourism point of view. So when you think about Biloxi in terms of its importance to the state of Mississippi, how do you talk about it, Fofa? Well, you know, over the years, the role it has played, and, and, and I'm going to go down the rabbit hole just a little bit, but you mentioned the military in Keesler. was there for the state of Keesler, you know, sort of like the state of the city. But my, uh, my good friends, uh, uh, Billy Pope, the 81st Wing Commander, but also my tremendous uh, person who is in charge of the 2nd Air Force, talked about the role that, that Keesler will play for the country. And you know, uh, recruitment and, and uh, the cyber you know initiatives that are happening, and that's crucial to the world. Um, General uh, Major General Michelle Edmondson is a, a Second Air Force Command. Has about eight commands, but trains her role specifically. Her command is 93% of the training of this Air Force. And you know, there's a little blurb. I think it was on WLX yesterday about talking about China, 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 and those things that that are going to be important. So, case has always been important since 1941, and it's still important now. And it's, you know, uh, we've got a, a 40 million dollar uh, uh, commitment from uh, the legislature to build a, the Mississippi uh, Cyber Initiative. That's going to be training, you know, not just airmen, but you know, uh, other folks. 20,000 people a year under Mississippi State's kind of curriculum and, and guidance. That's important. That's never really even talked about. But today, you know, what's happening in the world today, and, and you know, you look at some of the business impact that's just recently here, in some of our hospital systems, some of our gaming systems. I mean, the action is here, and we've got to take, you know, a, an aggressive role in, in uh, you know, keeping these things uh, under control. And, and Biloxi, Keesler, this whole, uh, you know, uh, environment is critical to uh the state and, and to to the country too. So it's exciting every day to to uh, you know to understand you know some of the initiatives that are happening and and, and be part of of uh, some of the you know I guess uh, future making if that makes sense because you know we're we're the result of, of generations of you know those kinds of decision making. And so that's what we're hopeful to do the service for our you know, uh, next generations is what I'm here doing this and, and, and doing it as, as fast and as much as I can. So, but it's always great to be here with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of kind of, you know, uh, letting us talk a little bit about some of the things that are happening, really good things that are happening. And, and you know, we try to handle, uh, you know, and, and uh, handle some of the situations that you might not have anything to, no control, but you got to handle it. If, you know, don't handle a problem, the problem's going to handle you. 
And that, that's a true statement. Hey, hey, well, actually, I want to come. We'll come back in just a second and talk a little bit more about Kiesler and really military, the military in general, and the important role it plays, really across the state of Mississippi. And uh, that that that's going to take us into some important uh, points to make about, particularly as it relates to Kiesler. And we'll come back to that in a second. For 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 people who are not really focused enough on Biloxi, they understand Bo Revage is there and Hard Rock is there and other casinos are there. But they may not fully appreciate how significant the gaming economy is in Biloxi and how it contributes to the state. Put it in perspective for people. Well, I, it's very easy to put it in perspective. Uh, this is the third, and I hope everybody's listening because this is a tremendous component of, of uh, this whole industry. Well, we've got 19,000 jobs here you know, in our eight casinos, and that that's a, a pretty pretty good deal. The, the, the uh the revenue and, and, and some of the derivatives that have happened, you know, really uh, enabled the city of Biloxi for 27 years, not increase taxes at all. And matter, matter of fact, reduced the, the load. But uh, in the worst of times, 21, 22, 23, we've, we've been record gaming years, to, to say it pretty easily. Uh, we uh, gross gaming revenue is what they're taxed on every month. Whatever that residual, whatever was left in casinos, there's a 12% tax. Now, you look at result over the year, and this is just specifically gaming, not other things that, that are related to, but to put it in perspective, three years in a row, over a billion dollars, record years, year after year after year. 12% of a, of a billion dollars is $120 million. 80 million of that 120 million goes directly to the state of Mississippi, like that. Now, and uh, now I'm not complaining, or but I want to put it in perspective. That's a fact. I've got, you know, uh, I've got stats on my desk right there because I'm ready to have these conversations. We want to, we want to increase that. We could be a 1.5 billion dollar market if, you know, it, and, and, and that's our goal. And, and then that means, you know, uh, 150 million a year. Uh, and that goes, you know, uh, 80% of that goes, or two thirds of that goes to the state of Mississippi. So that's that's an industry. You know, you tell me a couple of, these are just, you know, we're, we're a town of 49,872 people, but we support, you know, 7,000 hotel rooms that are, that are fields 4.7 million, 4.3 million visitors a year. The, the numbers are there. So if, if numbers are important to you, I can talk numbers to you. But, you know, the, the beauty, the, the, the feeling, you know, uh, safe, friendly and beautiful. That's why we're successful. And that's why we've been successful over the years is that come on down. You can have a good time. Kick back. We don't have to pretend to do anything or be anything. Just come out and have a good time. For the, for our for our listeners in uh, in uh, the upper parts of, of Mississippi, I, I should point out when we talk about numbers and and Fofo Gillage, they sort of go hand in glove. Uh, Fofo has a degree in mathematics, and he made his living writing uh, computer software. And even today, if he if he has a solution, uh, if he's looking for a solution for a problem in the city of, of Biloxi, he'll often think of solving that problem by writing code. <laughs> That's the way he 
you thinks. So uh, don't let his uh, fast speech patterns knock you off off center. He's a smart visionary who has uh, who doesn't have to be mayor of Biloxi. He decided that he's going to give back because he loves this place. He loves the diversity of this place. He loves the cultural history of this place, and he loves having a role in helping Biloxi realize its potential, which is obviously helping the entire state of Mississippi. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillish. We'll see you after this. and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show, and uh, we're coming to you from the Citizens Bank Studio, and we're thrilled to be here. I have my friend, the city, uh, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillich. And, you know, Fofo, we can, you know, we talked about military, which we'll circle back on and talk a little bit more about. We, we talked about gaming. One of the things that I think people should really get their head around is that if you think about downtown Biloxi right now, the, the amount of <clears throat> economic activity that's happening. Happening there, the, we're, we're beginning to shift more toward mixed use. We see restaurants opening. We see more hotels opening. Um, I mean, it's exciting to see the city really taking off. I mean, you think about the number of visitors. You just said it. I mean, millions of people a year. It literally becomes sort of a, a, a feeding mechanism to bring people into downtown. And with the, the, the first sort of outgrowth of the Ground uh, Zero Blues Club from Clarksdale now opening in Biloxi and all that's happening there in the Vue Marche, it's exciting to, to see that. And it's going to it's really sort of completing Biloxi in terms of the you know, reaching its potential, isn't it? Right. You know, and it's almost like you know, like physics and, and, and uh, you know, it's a gravity and gravity attracts gravity. Right. And the more, you know, more mass you have, the more gravity you have. And so I think that, you know, with, with the, you know, the, the, the re- resurrection of Howard Avenue and Round Zero and, and some of the, you know, the Barks building, La Bella. Uh, Bella, you know, and some of these other things that are happening are, are and just the hotels are popping up, but it's gravity and gravity, you know, the, it, it attracts other things. So I think we're in the middle of that. And, and you know, the, the, the greater it gets, the greater gravity it is, the greater it's going to get. So we just got to manage that, making sure there's no, no, uh, you know, uh, hoops or you know, jump through the hoops we have to, you know, handle and, and, and go there. But it's exciting. Every day is. is, is hey, you know what's interesting? Fun. I had uh, I had Kelly and Ivan Spinner on the last, in mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago. They're the ones, uh, you mentioned the Bella, they're the ones who developed the Bella. Um, One of the interesting parts of the conversation, and and I've had this with other developers, it's easier to go into an area where you've got a lot and you build on the lot. It's harder when you take an existing building, especially in some cases historic buildings, and you end up going, like like you've learned when you're going in putting new sewage and water in, and you're literally doing an archaeological dig (laughs) in the old Orsture, you know, uh, uh, where there used to be Orsture. 
uh, factories in, in Biloxi. It's hard. It's hard to go in. Your your budget runs up for wow. for a for a developer in Biloxi to come in and help sort of re- restore the character of the, of the downtown area and keep the buildings that are there. It takes a tremendous commitment. And you really, if you go down the list of those who, as I say, betting the ranch on Biloxi by investing millions in, in downtown Biloxi, you've got a long list of investors that have have literally bet the ranch on Biloxi. And I think it's a safe bet myself. I, I think so, too. I, I, I'm encouraging. And, you know, they roll the dice, you know, because you never know what's below the ground. Whenever, you, you know, and, and we've been, uh, you know, I think cognizant of, of that. We're going to work with you, work with these folks in, in saying, okay, if you run across something, you know, we, we'll uh, we'll help you to handle it. But you know, <laughs> just in this infrastructure repair, um, you know, run over, you know, bones in, near a cemetery, run Chris, so you know, 19 feet down, everything. There's going to be a surprise every day. There'd be a it would be a surprise if there was not a surprise. I mean, right, like that. right. That's what you get when you got an old city in Biloxi. Yeah. Yeah. city. It's a, it's a his- historically important to to this uh, to the state and then you think about the cultural melting pot that it is I mean the diversity of, of Biloxi uh, we talked about this the last time we were on the air but uh, for our visitors in the Delta and Jackson I think it's important to sort of repeat it and if people on the coast didn't hear this uh, we should at least uh, briefly discuss it and that is to have such a strong Croatian community in, in Biloxi of course I'm married into the Croatian family <laughs> And uh, and was very proud to have have done that. Now my kids are Croatian uh, descent, and to have the Croatian president, literally the the president of Croatia, come to Biloxi, and to sort of take it all in during the golf tournament, which is one of the largest golf tournaments of its kind in the United States. That was a proud moment for you, wasn't it? Oh, it was, and I, I think they had, especially his wife. His wife is a professor of epidemiology, but they really got into what's going on today and this is you know the fundraising this is our 47th year and i think there's only one golf course in croatia so they was tremendously interested in in, uh, in uh, experiencing that maybe the next trip we'll get them here but you know uh, when you talk about the melting pot and, and you know as a matter of fact you and Anne, of course are invited to uh, we got a 110th anniversary celebration this saturday night Swinging medallions are playing. Maybe that's another thing. But you know the 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 culture and the experience. We had our cemetery tour, which every year they they develop a different theme of uh, you know, who we're going to, especially people that are buried in, in the the old Biloxi Cemetery right there off the, you know, on the beach. But there's June and Jake Mladenich, or a couple that they uh, they were talked about. But it revisits every component. You know the Rosses, Dolphy Rosses, generations and generations, you know that have experienced Biloxi and you know the economy and the opportunity of Biloxi has been part of that and painting that that history and and you just go through those cemetery tours and you can appreciate you know the the every flavor of life and every you know aspect of life you know it, it, it has been you know part of Biloxi's uh, DNA I guess I, I would say and, and and the diversity is strong is is the strength and then you just look right down the, over the ring and see Keesler and what it has been done what it, what it has you know been part of and right now you uh, again go to another rabbit hole but you talk about military well 21 21 miles down the road 80 percent of the warships that are built in this part of this country um, are built in you know in Pascagoula again uh, so much of the training uh, it, it, right here at Keesler 
you got you know CB base, and you can see every flavor in there. And Shelby, Camp Shelby, it is tremendously important. And those folks, those people who had the vision of enticing and getting those facilities located down here, uh, have to be given a tremendous amount of vision and credit uh, for doing that. And we're the, we're, we're the beneficiary of, of that. And then our, our generations, our subsequent generations, will will equally benefit. If you look, I've had a lot, few few seconds, but yeah. anyway, that's my thoughts, you know. If you look back in time, one of the I think that Mississippians have a competitive advantage over so many other states, and that's because we have had to face so many challenges, um, many of them weather related. <clears throat> think about uh, droughts in in the uh, farming communities of the Mississippi Delta and tornadoes that you know th- th- just devastate communities. Uh, of course, here on the coast we have hurricanes, and as it's, as it relates to hurricanes, certainly after Hurricane Katrina we learned this, but this this whole notion of building resiliency into a community. Why why is it important that uh, that that Biloxi have strong building codes? Why is it important that Biloxi still eighteen years after Hurricane Katrina is still involved in infrastructure replacement that that derived from Hurricane Katrina. Why is it why is it important for us to build gigantic bridges from Biloxi to Ocean Springs that are stronger and higher? All these things, all these components mean that we're building a Gulf Coast of Mississippi that is resilient. And and just in a in a very short term, <clears throat> resiliency is the ability to bounce back after after a storm, after, after we get hit, that's extremely important to the state of Mississippi. And you are focused on that constantly, that if we get hit again, our ability to come back faster is critical to the state, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's the ability to take a punch, okay? So, you know, when you get punched, it's how do you get back up and get back in the ballgame? And some of those things, talk about infrastructure, you know, and this is deep, sewer, gravity-fed. You know, if you look around, you know, the geometry and, you know, where water and sewer has to be processed through, we had like 175 lift stations, which, you know, after a storm, if you can't flush the toilet and you have no, you know, way to, to do that, so that's that's deadly if you don't handle it. Well, the project, again, since 2015, we replaced all of the, everything that went underwater is, you know, is, is to be replaced, and that's deep sewer. But we eliminated 75 of those lift stations. So the next time a storm hits, you don't have to worry about having generators at every lift station in order to, you know, to process the wastewater, keep toilets flushing, and you know the things that need to be done. That's that takes time and money, and the longer time it takes, the more money it takes. So you can't sit still. Time is money, and when we bid, like we're getting ready to bid a road with, um, uh, you know, the extension of Pops Ferry to to uh, Highway 90 and then become a state road. Well, we, you know, I, I, part of my, and I've hammered on these engineers, I don't want a project that takes two years to build. This is just a road. You know, I, I, time is money, call it A plus B. So the sooner, you, you know, you don't drag it out because it's going to cost you more money. And so that's what I, I really hammered my engineers and to get this bit, you know, going. 
I don't want it done in 12 months. I don't want it done in 18 months. Time is money. That's six months. It's valuable. You can dollarize that. And infrastructure is so key. It's, it's key to our resiliency. It's key to economic development and future economic development. I, I will, uh, in fact, I didn't realize we're at the end of the segment. At the On the other side, I, I'll relay a quick little story to you of one of, of an experience we had as the water was rising uh, during Hurricane Katrina at our house on Back Bay. And uh, it relates to infrastructure. And we'll, we'll come back to that in just a second as we will continue our conversation from the Citizens Bank Studio with our friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gilch. We'll see you after this break. We all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthew Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, uh, Fofo Gillish. When we went to break, we were talking about Biloxi and why it's important to uh, the entire state of Mississippi. Uh, we have gaming and military, and the list goes on and on. Here we are 18 years after Hurricane Katrina, and we're still rebuilding infrastructure that was damaged by Hurricane Katrina. And, and, and the way that we're rebuilding it, hopefully, will make us much more resilient as we go forward. But uh, so that people can really understand this, Fofo, as the water was rising, of course, we stayed at our house on Back Bay. Big, big mistake, obviously. At the height of the storm, we had 10-foot waves hitting our house, and we were literally lucky to have survived. But when the water first started to come into our house, where it came from was through all of the sewage outlets. So what had happened is the, the storm water had gotten into the sewage system and that and that began to kind of back up into the house and so the very first thing that came into our house was raw sewage and then behind it was the salt water from from the storm but um you know, you know all these things are related aren't they and so as you're oh. rebuilding these things i mean when you got done so you had storm water r- runoff pipes that were completely completely inundated with all kinds of riffraff. You had the same thing holds true for sewage lines. I mean, the whole system was completely clogged up, wasn't it? Right. I mean, uh, it, water seeks its level, and where the level is, that might be in your house when the when the when the level is high enough, and <laughs> you know, like twenty feet of water. <laughs> Excuse me. There, you know, you don't get around that, and uh, you know, uh, it, it, you've got to plan for it as best you can. You know, within yeah. time and, and money. But no, it is a big. It's a big deal, you know. That and you know some of the challenges, you know, with the utility authority and, and just uh, making sure the the the, the, uh, the things can flow where they need to flow and process, you know, in, in the amounts and in the time. That, that's a big part of life in, in, in being able to worry or not worry about, you know, uh, things overflowing and things breaking down because of what you have to pump or, or connect with. 
Well, we said we said that, that Biloxi's an old city, and uh, certainly there's a lot of rich history. The cultural history is terrific. Whether we're talking about the, you know the Native American history, the French or the Spanish, we talked about the Croatian community, the of course the African American community, the Vietnamese community, historic sites and museums and festivals and all these things that come together to create this vibrant and diverse community we call Biloxi. But um, Man, it is a virtual melting pot, isn't it? It is a gumbo. Yeah, gumbo is the best when you know when, when you have the, the ingredients, and we got the ingredients, and and uh, so it, it's very cool too. So you know, it, it's yeah, it's it's great to see you know generations and generations kind of say, oh yeah, I, I remember, I experienced that, and and uh, uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just a, a privilege to to be part of of, of uh, the day to day operations and crafting the future of, of, of Biloxi. So that's what gets me, you know, up in the morning and ready to rock and roll. I said we were going to come back to this because I, I wanted to make sure we don't lose it. This the notion about Keesley Air Force Base, and this this the same concept that I'm about to mention would apply as well to Stennis Space Center. It would reply. It would apply to if you think about uh, the Naval Construction Battalion Center, the CB Base in Gulfport, and so on. But it's the whole notion of the relationship the base has with the city, specifically in this case Keesler, the relationship that Keesler has with the city. Biloxi. And, and if you go back and look at the history, uh, there have been many opportunities along the way to potentially lose Keesler. And because the city has always been focused during base realignment and closure committee work, the city's always been really focused on this notion of encroachment and, and how the city can protect the base. Um, you know, if you go back in our history, the city has really done a good job. If you think about it, this is a base on a peninsula, <laughs> which actually serves the hurricane hunters and others extremely well. But uh, but we have been very conscious of making sure that there's this beautiful relationship between the base and the city that is so good that the city recognizes where the threats to the, the base could be as we go forward. One, one for example, was the, the recent opening of a new gate and why that was important to the, 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 uh, the base. But talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, it, it is, you know, that brack is what it's called, and you can't really talk about sort of a, a secret situation. You won't get a lot of press about it, but it's always on our mind. Every role, every mission that Keesler has, you got to protect, and we've done that. You know, and the awards we've won both within the Air Force, the Altus Trophy, you know, I explained this to a three-star general. He said, well, how do you, you know, how do you uh, explain this? I said, well, you know, Keesler and my, our grandparents' generation got Keesler here in 1941 through and literally, that was outside the uh, the city limits, you know, because Porter Avenue was was at one point in time, 1940s. Uh, anyway, it's like adopting a child. When you adopt a child, you love it. You do everything you can, and we've done everything you can and we can to to protect that. And that new main gate, because of the post 9/11 security, the existing. White Avenue main gate was, you know, you could not defend that. General Clark Griffith, who was a former councilman, but just a, uh, uh, just a tremendous, you know, uh, uh, asset to me and helping us on how we look and how Washington and how the Defense Department is going to look at, at the role of Keister. You know, Senator Thad Cochran, he was tremendous and tremendous in, in, in you know, making sure that, that uh, we didn't run across those obstacles uh, because somewhat some perception of, but uh, having 
having him at the, you know, appropriations chairman didn't hurt anything. And uh, but when those challenges uh, uh, came up, we knew about it. We we had a strategy. You know, they talked about you know the medical center, second best, second biggest hospital system in the in Air Force was subject to be moved to uh, the, you know because of this uh, medical billets reduction. One of the fifteen thousand medical billets across the Air Force. We fought that battle. We won. We couldn't even talk about that. But it, it is tremendously important. There are 40 different medical specialties where they would go away. Now, we got about 50,000 people that not in Biloxi, but in the Gulf Coast area, depend on that medical service, you know, after retirement, you know, there. So it was tremendously important. important. And, and every day is, you know, you've got to be aware. This might come up. But that main gate. Uh, as the second uh, second Air Force commander, she was 81st Wing commander, which is sort of the the the, the, the caretaker of Keister itself. We we came up with the uh, the uh, the money to, uh, and of course our governor too. Tate Reeves was right there to make sure we had that you know uh, 35 million 17 from uh, from the the military 17 from outside to open that new main gate. Now it's it's a show place and and we're protected. You know it, it is you know you got big trucks go through the X-ray and, and uh, uh, those kinds of things that you, you didn't have that opportunity before. So we've got a, a new main gate and working on some some other things, a new uh, air traffic air traffic control tower. And uh, but it all goes back to when you're talking about the, the, the protection. It's called we had a joint land use of, uh, study and we kind of developed a master plan on, you know, uh, things to to be to be taken care of and some things that they need to go away you don't want to build you know over a flight path with you know with buildings and you know that so we paid attention to that over the last you know 30 or 40 years and it's just you know standard operating procedure that's the first movie that will this impact the the, the flying role because you know you, you got to have a base and you got to have airplanes flying in and out of it otherwise you you know, subject to uh, you know this realignment, base uh, realignment, but it's a, it's part of the game, you know, and, and so just a, another uh, another aspect of uh, life here in Biloxi. I love the way you said that though. In 1941, um, Biloxi birthed a baby, and it was Keesler Air Force Base. And just right. like you would take care of a baby, you're going to take care of Keesler. And again, go back in history, and that's exactly what has happened. And as a result of that, it's become one of the most important training facilities in the entire Air Force, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, no question about it. And now, uh, prior, uh, Michelle Evans left in, in 2018, De- Deb Lovett, who was became 81st Commander, she made she made a general. Now, the, the guy who's in charge of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, who uh, was Secretary of the Air Force, or the, uh, 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 the uh, general, he unsolicited, I went up to uh, Washington to, for her to get her, Deb Lovett got received a Brigadier General, got a star. He came up to me unsolicited. And said, "Hey, man, I want to thank you for what you do, you know, for our Air Force." And and that was, you know, uh, so it's well known. It's it's its own economy. People who come through uh, uh, the Air Force, our station, at first words out of their mouth. You think of Keystone and Biloxi, Biloxi and Keystone. It's 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 the same thing, and that's through the. You know, I guess the relationship we've had since 1941. Let me jump over with a little story about what Fred Hayes says. You know, Fred Hayes is probably our most famous, you know, Biloxian. And uh, he the said, Apollo 13 astronaut for people. Apollo 13, and, uh, yeah. uh, just you know, uh, just a tremendous guy. So smart, so smart. Uh, he uh, 
He said, let me tell you, at 41, you know, uh, I had a paper route. My, my parents let me, you know, he, you know, they knew I liked pool. And let me tell you, I learned geometry at the Union Bar watching these pool hustlers because he had, you know, jumped from about 15,000 people population to almost 100,000 overnight when 41 came along. They kept these airmen or the soldiers in tents and in barracks. And they let them go on, on the weekend, on, on payday. And that's why they had every flavor of entertainment on Howard Avenue. And that's coming back right now. He said, but I learned geometry from watching these pool hustlers try to, you know, in these, these money games, take these soldiers' money. And, and, and he had a point there. because that's, that's Fred Hayes that said that. That's right. That's his story. <laughs> hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the mayor of Biloxi, Fofo Gillich. We'll see you after this. And now, back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, Fofo Gillich. When we went to break, we were just talking about various stories related to Keesler Air Force Base. One he told about about uh, astronaut Fred Hayes, who is from Biloxi, and he was an Apollo 13 astronaut. Uh, I think he was played by Bill Paxton in the movie yeah. with uh, Tom Hanks, and great, in- incredible movie. I-, I wanted to I wanted to mention before I go too much further every time I pass that area where the Welcome Center is and the in the in the lighthouse, it's so awesome that you guys forever now have 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 the statue honoring one of our one of our greatest citizens, uh, Fred Hayes. You, you got to be proud of that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a long story. I don't know if you. I was coming you know, Thursday nights. We you know usually gather at the Savonia Lodge for some you know uh, uh, I won't say some some fun, but we had fun. But I'm coming out the lodge and Fred was Fred was going to say 50th anniversary of Apollo 13 liftoff and we were going to do something special for that but so we're going to build a statue for him but literally that 96 inch base that looks like the Apollo Saturn 5 right that is actually the structure that uh, design precast builds and that was sitting outside when we were rebuilding the infrastructure and I said, well, if we're going to get put a statue, I'm going to put it on something that looks like, a, uh, you know, a, a Saturn V. And that's what that was. Uh, and, and and they did, uh, Pat Ford and uh, uh, Chris Ford built the fairings. And that is actually a 96,000-pound manhole. That's under the ground. When you see a manhole, that's what it's going into. So that was wow. the infrastructure. So he said, yeah, we can do that. And he did that. And, and that thing said... That I think what is it? Sixty-six thousand pounds is what that bronze statue sits on top of. And we got a little gas the other day about we put a bronze statue and it took a you know, uh, uh, and Marriott Trimble, uh, uh, yeah, Davidson did the did the uh, the statue. She did the the one of uh, the Iberville too that sits at the visitor center. But we caught a little gas because if you look if you look at the the pilings and the seagulls are all over everywhere. Okay. And we had a little electrical collar to keep the seagulls from off the top of his head. But literally every week we had to clean that. It was getting to the bronze and such. But the other day, I guess they got used to uh, the ultrasonic device we had. And so we said, we've got to put some uh, something on there. We put pigeon spikes. And the spikes needed to be very, very tall because 
the, the legs of a seagull are long. So, you, you, you know, pigeons are a little bit shorter, so you can do a little bit less spikes. He looks like some lot of Mad Max out there right now. <laughs> but it's doing, it's doing its job. And, and, uh, yeah, that's a great story behind that. People wonder about that. They look at it and say, what in the world's going on with, with uh, Fred's head? But yeah. uh, it's the been solution was in this steak battalion, some of the bunch from the Yacht Club talked about using monofilament line. Yeah. Where you don't see it. But the, the, the seagulls know not to get tangled up in it. And so yeah. I, that was another solution. We're yeah, trying to spike right now. That, but, that, that, you know, I've actually geez. used that before myself. Yeah. Uh, my son, uh, my grandson actually dressed up as an astronaut and I actually sent Fred a note this morning sh- sent, oh, cool. sent him a picture to say, you know, we're teaching him right in Biloxi. Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll enjoy that. You know, you've got a, you've got so much, you know, that's, that's going on in the city. Uh, we're so excited about, um, you know, so many, so many, so, uh, again, it's private investment that's coming in. We're working on, we're working on the infrastructure projects, you know, the Pops Ferry Road Bridge, Drawbridge Project. I know there were a ton of engineers out here last week doing some kind of surveying or whatever. But I think, you know, that project, you decided to get on moving with that one, didn't you? Right. Yeah. No, we're going to be bidding this, you know, in this month, November. I, and I told, you know, I read the riot act to my family. We're going to get this done. MDOT, CSX, you know, uh, Corps of Engineers all need, you know, a permits and approvals. And I have no margin. I mean, I'm serious as a heart attack. We're going to bid this thing and we're going to do it in 12 months. You know, and, and so whenever it takes, you know, 30 days to to send it out, another 60 days to evaluate it, and then you go into some contract negotiation. But, you know, that thing's going to be done, and we're going to be driving on this thing, you know, sooner than later. And talking about economic development, you look at Rouse's, right? You know, they're, they're in the middle of, of about seven or eight million dollars into that building, and that's a $13 million project. But, hey, they know these factors, these factors in, in Biloxi. So, you know, it's all critical. And I think right down the road, there's about uh, the Keystone Federal Credit Union that exists now. Well, they're moving their, their entire international headquarters right there. And I think it's all a result of that infrastructure, you know, uh, uh, ability to kind of tie, even though we got, you know, work on a two-lane bridge, you know, drive over a two-lane bridge with a draw. We did get uh, $15 million to make sure that the mechanism, we replaced the, the road deck and all the, you know, the mechanical part of, of, of that thing. So we're going to do what we can do as fast as we could do it. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm committed to. So you'll see some, you know, down the street from you, you'll, you'll, it'll be graceful. It's and, a, it's such a critical bridge and it's unfortunate that it, it is not a state bridge and eventually you'll be successful in getting that de- designated. And hopefully when we do that, you know, we can get prioritized a little bit higher on the list for doing something significant, but the cost of it's so huge. And the reality is there's, there's just only, only so much money to go around and um, you know we're gonna have to punt you know we got to make sure that mechanism works properly so anyway in the meantime it's been a pleasure to catch up with you my friend uh, keep up the good work there in Biloxi so, this all right, been, thank you Ricky. Yeah, you're welcome you're welcome this has been the mayor of the city of, of Biloxi uh, Fofo Gillich have a great day and uh, for the coast audience we'll see you tomorrow for the Delta and Jackson Marcus we'll see you next Thursday have a great day Talk.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.